Time now for Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Now, here's your host, Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Members attending the SARM convention in Saskatoon voted overwhelmingly in favor of a resolution to lobby the federal government to expand the rights and justifications for a person to defend or protect themselves. There's been an increase in rural crime in Saskatchewan, leading some farmers to carry weapons with them in their farm equipment. SARM President Ray Orb says they have been working with RCMP to find a solution to better protect rural residents. We realize, though, that there is a line where people who can't take it too far and injure people that unintentionally, for example, that come onto their property. But at the same time, I think we have to make sure that everybody in the province respects uh, the landowner rights in rural Saskatchewan. In a statement, the RCMP strongly encourages people to secure property with strong locks, not to confront or pursue suspects, and stay aware and observant, adding that as the provincial police force, it's their job to enforce the laws as they exist. Attorney General Gordon Wyant says the results from a task force into rural policing will be released very quickly. Agricultural drainage has been a topic of discussion during the SARM annual convention. On Monday, Environment Minister Scott Moe met with R.M. Reeves and councillors to discuss Bill C-44, which contains amendments to the Water Security Agency Act. The provincial government wants to organize and control water flows through the use of permits, so there's an adequate outlet for the water. Some farmers are concerned about the wording of the amendments and the impact on current and future drainage projects. Neil Merrer is the Reeve for the arm of Churchbridge about an hour southeast of Yorkton. From my perspective, the Minister of Environment has less shelf life than a jar of peanut butter and while you may want to see this through the way we want to see it through, and we appreciate that, we're hoping to farm a little bit longer than the Minister of Environment is going to be there. And so that's why the language is so critical to us, how it's written, that it's written in a democratic form and not one that is autocratic. Environment Minister Scott Moe told delegates to send their suggested edits for the legislation to the SARM head office, which will send them on to him. I would then uh, have a look at those edits and I would have the discussion with my cabinet colleagues and caucus colleagues um, with respect to those edits in the broader context of our efforts in the province to organize and control our water movement into our, our stream systems across the province, which is the ult- ultimate goal here. Agriculture Minister Lyle Stewart made this comment during yesterday's SARM cabinet bear pit session. The bottom line is we can't go back to the kind of the old west, which is the way it's been up until now. Our neighbors on both sides have had much more stringent regulations than what Scott's talking about bringing in for a number of years. It's just not okay what's been going on. Drainage must be permitted and must be somewhat organized, and uh, then there has to be adequate outlets. Both Moe and Stewart say the amendments contained in Bill C-44 were made after extensive consultations with various producer, environmental, and conservation organizations. In the legislature yesterday, the opposition raised concern about crop insurance coverage for farmers who faced excessive moisture last year. NDP critic Kathy Spruill raised the issue around a Pangman area farmer who was denied coverage because of late seeding to control weeds and therefore not an insurable cause for loss. Producers across the province are facing the same struggles. In his last letter from the appeal panel, Jim was told delayed seeding to control weeds is a management decision and therefore not an insurable cause for loss. 
Mr. Speaker, insurance provides no assurance if the only protection is to the fund and not to the farmers. Can the minister tell us why, instead of insuring producers under the South Party, crop insurance is now telling them how to farm and punishing them for not predicting an unplanned eight inches of rain? Here. Agriculture Minister Lyle Stewart says crop insurance is fair and a backbone of farm programs. It's the most uh, uh, well-used uh, uh, farm program that we have. Uh, uh, in 2016, uh, uh, we insured a record 29 million acres, Mr. Speaker. Producers find that crop insurance is very fair to deal with, but there are some things that crop insurance doesn't cover that are matters of management and choices that producers make that, uh, that, uh, that lead to claims down the road. And those things are just not covered. That's clear up front, Mr. Speaker. Agriculture Minister Lyle Stewart. It's going to cost more to hunt and fish in Saskatchewan. The provincial government has announced higher license fees for hunting and angling effective April 1st. Saskatchewan resident hunting and trapping license fees will increase by $10. These increases will affect about 200,000 licensed hunters and trappers and raise an additional $2.1 million in provincial revenue. A new $50 wolf hunting license will be available for Saskatchewan residents. Also effective April 1st, fishing license fees will increase $3 for one-day licenses, $4 for three-day licenses, and $8 for annual licenses. Non-resident hunting and fishing licenses are also on the rise. The higher angling licenses will raise an additional $850,000 for the province. Fines for fishery and wildlife offenses are also rising, with the fine for fishing without a license jumping from $100 plus $25 per fish to $200 plus $50 per fish. Farm Credit Canada is offering financial support to non-profit groups across rural Saskatchewan. FCC will award $1.5 million in funding to nonprofit groups in rural Canada to celebrate Canada's 150th anniversary. FCC Manager of Community Investment, Carla Warnica, says the application deadline is April 18th and the winners will be announced in August. Well, you can go online from now until April 17th on to www.fccagrispiritfund.ca and check out all the eligibility guidelines in order to qualify for some funding. It needs to be a capital project and we give away between $5,000 and $25,000 to capital projects in rural communities. Give me some examples of previous years. We funded a lot of different things. We funded playgrounds and healthcare centers, um, emergency services, vehicles, things like that. Sometimes you know, community rinks, that sort of thing. Past years, I think it was $1 million. You've raised it to $1.5 million. Why? We have. Well, in honor of Canada's 150th birthday, we're a federal crown corporation, so we thought we would honor that by putting another $500,000 into those fantastic projects that are happening across the country. Every year, how many applications do you get? It varies quite a bit, Jim. Some days, some years, it's usually around 1,000. Sometimes it's 1,200. Sometimes it's been 15. It really varies. We expect quite a few more this year because we've got more money to give away, so we're hoping lots of community groups apply. How do you pick the winners? We've got um, evaluators across the country help us do that. They live and work in those communities, so they help us go through the applications and look for those that have the biggest benefit in those communities that are applying. So any community can apply? As long as they're under 150000 The majority of the funding actually ends up going to communities that are even under 15,000 people, but we've got it capped at 150, so different groups can apply if they're in a community that's that size or smaller. Our funding tends to be focused on rural Canada. We, um, of course, as part of our mandate, we, we think it's really important to, you know, our commitment to rural communities. It supports Canadian agriculture.
It's really an important part of our commitment to rural communities and to Canadian agriculture. We really care about the communities where our customers live and work because we live and work there as well. So we hope people apply. And like I said, there's more money available this year. So we really encourage people to apply. Take a look at what people have gotten funding for in the past and, and give it a try. Put in an application. It's not too hard to do. It's a pretty easy process. So we really hope lots of groups apply because we have the money to, to support all those great projects that they're doing in across Canada. Carla Warnica is the manager of community investment at Farm Credit Canada. The market update on the source, 620 CKRM. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola fell 480 at 473.82. Flax rose $11 at 479.96. Oats dropped 480 at 170.47. Number one red spring wheat went up $1.61 at 228.11. The rest were unchanged. Durham, 274.82. Feed barley, 131.14. Yellow peas, 306.49. Feed wheat, 136.48. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, May wheat was up four and a quarter cents a bushel at 5.44 and three quarter cents a bushel. Think about it. Now the latest livestock report. This is the micro report for the Assiniboia Livestock Auction for the, the week of March 14th. We sold close to 2,000 head of cattle this week on an extra strong market. D1 and 2 cows sold between 90 and $1.05. D3 cows, 75 to 90 cents. Good butcher bulls sold between $1.10 and $1.30. Feeder and grasser cattle market really took a jump in the right direction. Uh, four to 450 pounds steers averaged at $2.29, sold up to $2.34. 450 to 500 pound steers averaged two dollars and 26 cents and sold up to dollar 34 as well five to 550 pound steers averaged two dollars and 12 cents sold up to 232 550 to 600 pound steers averaged 204 and sold up to two dollars and 17 cents 600 to 650 pound steers averaged a dollar 97 sold uh, up to two dollars and seven cents 600 to 700 650 to 700 pound steers averaged $86.86 sold up to $2.06 a pound. Seven to 800 pounds steers averaged $1.77 and sold up to $1.87. And eight to 900 pounds steers averaged $1.64 sold up to $1.66. Heifers were about 20 to 25 cents back. Now, some of the highlights of the sale were 500 pound steers at $2.32 a pound. 550 pound black steers at $2.17 a pound. 600 pound black steers at $2.07 a pound, and 650-pound black steers at $1.96 a pound. We sold two liner loads of 700-pound Duckworth Ranch black steers at $1.87 a pound. Now, that's $0.10 cents premium over any 700-pound steers anywhere else in Western Canada. We sold three liner loads of 750-pound Duckworth black steers at $1.7750, and another two liner loads of 840-pound black steers at Duckworth cattle at $1.6450. Now, there's no substitute for good cattle and a good sort on the cattle. This has been Roy Rutledge reporting. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,000 hogs Wednesday and are expected to sell around 5,500 hogs today, selling in a range of 168 to 170 per CKG. Number one sows delivered to Winnipeg this week are selling in the range of 63 to $77 per CKG live weight. Cash hogs today are called steady to higher, while lean hogs are trading mixed and the Canadian dollar is up. Four basis points trading at 0.7509 cents US. Cash hogs yesterday were up 84 cents per hundred weight, while the cutout was down 
$1.58 per hundredweight. Packer margins are currently estimated at $27 per head black. Hog numbers remain large. However, the cash market has remained fairly steady as packer margins are still profitable. And with increasing hog slaughter capacity, packers are stocking up on supply. Coming up, the farm weather forecast.